0: Hey everyone, welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast that discusses video game news, stories, as well as the biggest topics in the industry. My name is Luke Armstrong, I'm your host as always, and joining me is my co-host Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, how about yourself?
0: Doing pretty good. It's uh, It's been a while since we've recorded an episode together, it seems like. Uh, We had Callum Jones uh, on last week's episode, and that episode was pre-recorded, I think, by like a couple weeks, so there's been a bit of a a break between you and I and talking about video games, and so yeah, I'm excited to kind of catch up and talk about uh, the Nintendo Direct from last week. That's a big news piece. It's kind of old news now, so don't think of it as we're reporting the news, but more of just uh, we're going to talk about the Direct, give our impressions on what we thought of it, some of the announcements that were made. It was quite a great direct in my opinion, so I'm mm-hmm. sure I agree. Yeah, we'll have some great things to, to talk about. And then we thought it'd be fun. Uh, Adam came up with the idea of, you know, we're in the last half of 2019. This is kind of when we're gearing up for all the big releases in, you know, ho- holiday season is coming up. And so Adam thought it would be a good idea to kind of share our top five games that we're looking forward to that are releasing by the end of the year so I'm sure we'll have a little bit of uh it's, it's probably a couple of the games will probably be the same choices but um right uh I think I think it'll be fun there's a, it's I was looking <laughs> there's it's such a stacked uh there's so much yeah it's there's crazy. so much like there's I out of these five games I'll probably only get around to like half of them I'm sure <laughs> um so yeah, that's what the episode is this week. Um, as I mentioned, if you haven't heard it already, go back to last week's episode and listen to my conversation with Callum Jones. We had a conversation all about the Call of Duty franchise, where it's been, where it's going. Talking a little bit about Call of Duty: Modern Warfare that's releasing uh, next month. That's a, a big reboot for the franchise, I think. So we we shared some thoughts. Um, It was interesting recording that episode because I I talk about it in the episode. We had a lot of connection issues. We were on the call and it would continuously drop. But all things considering, I was able to edit edit it down and it sounded like one solid piece, uh, one solid conversation. So uh, yeah, make sure you listen to that episode if you haven't already. But before we get to everything, a reminder that Games Are Fun is a weekly video game podcast each and every week, me and Adam come together and we talk about what's been going on in the news, what video games we've been playing, what games we've been looking forward to. A new episode airs every Tuesday on all the major podcast, podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast service you use and should pop up. If you want to further your support, uh, you can do that through donations. So, You can still enjoy the show for free, but if you want to go that extra little step and throw a couple bucks our way, that would be much appreciated. This podcast is done completely on our our own time. We don't make any money out of it, but uh, if you did support the show financially, that could really help us grow the show and and make it become bigger and better. So if you want to support, there is a link in the show notes over to my anchor page, and it basically, you can choose a monthly donation rate at $1.00. $5 or $10. Uh, You can just do a one-time donation or you can set it up, you know, toss us a dollar every month. That's only 12 bucks a year. And every little bit uh, really, really helps. So uh, thank you to anyone who wants to do that. But if you want to just continue listening to the show for free, um, yeah, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review. Those reviews really help the show get noticed. So Uh, Yeah, now that we got all that housekeeping out of the way, let's let's get into our first topic of conversation and that is the Nintendo Direct that aired on September 4th. So in typical Nintendo fashion, a couple days prior Nintendo dropped on Twitter or whatever that they were going to have a, a direct presentation and they said it was going to be 40 minutes roughly and they were going to be talking about 2019 titles including Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, I don't know about you, Adam, but going into this, I was just kind of expecting, okay, we're probably, you know, Luigi's Mansion's next year, or next month, and then we got uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield shortly after that, like, by a couple weeks. So, I kind of assumed that that was going to be the bulk of the presentation, and then we would kind of have maybe, you know, 10 announcements kind of surrounding that, but it was not that. We got a ton of stuff. Um...
1: Yeah. um, When I saw it was 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a whopper of a direct. Like, Mm -hmm. that's even longer than their E3 presentation. So I'm like, this is going to be one of two things. It's either going to be an absolute blitz of just a ton of games. It's going to be great, so much like a bunch of new stuff, or it's going to be they're going to just take the few games that we already know of and spend like 10 minutes a piece on them. Yeah.
0: yeah, so, yeah, that I, was
1: that was my thought process. But I'm like, either way, it should be entertaining. So
0: yeah, whenever like in the last like couple of years, whenever Nintendo puts on one of these, whether it's like an Indies or a direct or like a mini direct, like they're always enjoyable to watch. Um, I thought, yeah, maybe it was going to because think about last year and I know that Smash Brothers is kind of an exception because it's such a large game. But they did those Smash directs. We've had Pokemon directs. And now this one was just a regular direct, but with them emphasizing those two games, I thought maybe it was just going to be that. But thankfully, we got like a plethora of <laughs> announcements and, and information. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. There was no no shortage of announcements.
0: Yeah. So let's kick things off. Uh, I made notes. This is basically in the order that everything was aired. It because there were so many announcements, they packed so much stuff in. Uh, it's I. It's possible I might have, I think I got pretty much everything. I may miss a a release date here and there. Um, But let's start off with the first one there. So Overwatch comes to Nintendo Switch on October 15th, 2019. So this was, of course, kind of leaked Mm -hmm. uh, before the Nintendo Direct in a couple ways. I think about a week prior, there was that Overwatch Nintendo Switch case that popped up on, (laughs) I think it was Amazon or something like that and uh yeah it was a case with the overwatch logo on it and as of that time overwatch was not confirmed for the switch so why would we have a nintendo switch accessory uh you know branded for a game that's not on that platform so obviously everyone led to believe okay we're going to get an announcement here soon and then i think like a day prior to the direct um it was leaked out that it was for sure coming to nintendo switch and so that's how they kicked off the direct with a trailer and it shows Overwatch basically running on the Switch um kind of in, in it integrates motion controls that the Switch has so um that's kind of interesting that's that's really cool i am not sure if it's just they they kind of showed i can't remember his name i think it's Junkrat or something like that or yeah something like that and he had one of his special power ups is this wheel that spins and you can yes. it was showing it like um, you could use the switch to kind of control it. So I don't know if mm-hmm. it's just that or if it has similar things to like Breath of the Wild where it has those motion aiming controls where you can kind of move your switch around to aim. If that's the case. Yeah, that's
1: kind of what it looked like to me because yeah. they showed one um, of the characters in using a sniper rifle and they were kind of using the the tilt controls mm-hmm. to, to aim their shot. Right,
0: yeah. And honestly, like as I'm a big fan of that. When I started playing when Fortnite first came to the switch i started playing it in handheld mode and handheld mode isn't like the joy cons on the side isn't super comfortable for like first like shooters at all third person or first person i find just for me personally but once i turned on the motion controls and everything uh aiming was way quicker like it was way snappier it felt it feels really good in handheld mode like that so uh yeah that's a great bonus for for uh you know switch players um did you ever play overwatch when it first came out
1: i did yeah i played when it first came out um it I, I had a lot of fun with it i think it's a great game i'm i'm glad that it's coming to switch i probably won't get it i think i'm you know maybe done with it at this point but yeah. i did have fun and you know having another option for people to play on i think is you know always a good good thing to
0: have yeah i'm in the same boat i I got it when it first released. Put many hours into it. Had a really fun time with it. Like that, it continuously got you know updates and new characters added and that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't really have the urge to necessarily go back. If I bought it, I probably yeah I, I wouldn't really feel the need to to play it. I'd, I I was a fan of it, but it's not like that's my my life. I can imagine those right. people that they solely play Overwatch and stuff are are probably ecstatic because now they can just take it on the go, right? Um, Yeah, so that's obviously a big announcement. Uh, We got... Our our look at Luigi's Mansion was actually quite short. That was the second thing that was shown (laughs) and it was basically just showing some unseen floors from the game. Uh, They had some different kind of themed floors, I guess, themed sections of this mansion. There was kind of like a ancient egyptian section there was a couple other different themed ones that looked really cool um and then they showed off this 4v4 like party mode um so up to eight players in this multiplayer mode which was which is pretty crazy to me um but yeah and luigi's mansion's coming out on halloween october 31st so
1: i'm really bummed about that date too because i mean the you know everyone's thinking it's definitely coming out on october because of halloween and all that and that was a pretty safe assumption to make, but, mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes out on the last day of October, you know, like, yeah. that, that kind of, I, I don't know, like, you don't really get a whole lot of time to really enjoy that kind of lead up to holiday, Halloween. To you know Halloween, I mean? yeah,
0: totally, I, I totally agree with you, like, that, it's just like Christmas, any, like, I know, I know Halloween's not a holiday, but any kind of, like, you know, thing like that. It's all about like the lead up to it, right? Like, obviously, Christmas is about the day, but the weeks leading up to it, everyone loves watching Christmas movies and kind of yeah. getting into that. The same with Halloween, right? We love watching horror movies or just doing that kind of stuff, and that would have been a, a great lead up. You know, a couple weeks out of Halloween, just kind of getting into that spooky mode and yep. and play Luigi's Mansion. So yeah, I'm a little bummed because you know, by the time it comes out, like, you're, you're, most people are gearing up for, for Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff, so it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: wondering, too, if it's, if it's solely because they wanted to give, um, late September games some space, like Link's Awakening yeah. coming up, or, um, Dragon Quest Eleven coming up, yeah. like, was it just to give a buffer between those games, or was there really something, like, fundamentally mechanic about that game that they had to push it out to yeah. the end of October?
0: yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I think it will do good. I, I think they've had quite a bit of marketing since it's been announced and stuff. They've gotten pretty big looks at it, so I think it will do well. But yeah, I'm on the fence. I don't know. I think I want to pick it up, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get it. I might wait for that you know, post-holiday release or sale for, for me to go and buy it uh this was a surprise announcement super kirby clash which is uh available right now it dropped the day it was announced and uh it's free to start from my understanding um Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a boss rush game where you have like four four kirbys i guess and you're kind of tackling a boss um some people are kind of calling it kirby monster hunter because it's that same kind of idea right well, uh, there
1: was on the 3DS, I don't know if this is the same game, but there was a game like this on the 3DS that I played, and I actually kind of liked it, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, I don't know if this is the exact same game, or if it's kind of like a um, like a successor to it maybe, yeah. um, but it is basically like Kirby, like 2D Monster Hunter, where it's just, you know, four Kirbys, you choose kind of what class you want to be, and then you go into a boss fight. And there's different, like, mechanics and stuff you have to you have to do in the boss fights. And it, it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it is free to play, which is cool, but it does have some currency you can buy yeah. into if you want to kind of... I think it... I don't remember exactly because it's been a couple of years, but, it, you know, it's one of those things, like, it gives you... Um, Gosh, I can't even remember. I think it's to, to, uh, like a currency in the game, like you buy things for Kirby. I don't think it's like, a, I don't remember it being like a stamina system where like oh, okay. you had to have those to continue playing after a certain amount of time. I think it was to like actually buy maybe upgrades or something. I can't remember.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of figured it had a fairly integrated like microtransaction system with people referring to it as like a free to start game or whatever. Um, right. I have downloaded. I haven't checked it out yet. Um so I, I think I will cuz it's It's
1: worth a try for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Um we, we'll get to later all the other games that <laughs> that dropped uh the day of and that's kind of been taking up I'm sure both of our times. Um but I do hope to kind of get around to that game eventually. Uh Trials of Mana remake is coming April 24th, 2020. Now you're familiar with this franchise, correct? A little uh, bit? A, a little bit, yeah. I think probably more than me. So this is obviously a remake of one of the ma- Mana games um, from back in the day, I'm assuming. Yeah, and this was one
1: that... This is based off of... Um, it's called Seiken Densetsu 3 in Japan. Okay. Or Secret of Mana 3 here in the United States. It was never released in the, in the United States. Oh, wow. Um, until they did the Secret of Mana collection that just mm. came out. Uh, this that year, came out right? on E3, yeah. Yeah. Um came out right after their E3 presentation, but, um, so this is a game that we've only officially had released for a couple months and that was the original version of it. So now they're taking it to, uh, you know, making it 3D, you know, basically rebuild from the ground Ground up. up, It looks, it looks pretty cool. I did play through a little bit of, uh, Secret of Mana 3 in that collection. Uh, what I played was, was pretty decent. Um, I had a good time with it, so i'm actually pretty interested in in this one here although i am kind of surprised that they showed anything for it since it's a 2020 game like yeah. it's getting into q2 2020 so i'm surprised they even showed it but it looks good
0: yeah um i uh, i've always been intrigued by that franchise and that those those series of games and stuff so I think I honestly I, I might pick up that collection game because when that first announced I'm like oh this is a great opportunity for me to kind of get a little bit more uh, get, have the access to this series and stuff which I've never had before so um, yeah looks cool but I I as well was surprised that we because the like, the like I said at the top of the show they they mentioned it was. Going to be a direct focused on 2019 releases and stuff and so you know we're at the fourth thing announced and it's already a 2020 game so you're like okay they're probably gonna have uh some other announcements that are leading into next year as well yeah uh return of the obradin which is coming fall 2019 doesn't have a set release date yet of course this is a game that released on pc last year i believe. And from my understanding, it was really well received, specifically mm-hmm. for its like art direction. I remember yeah. seeing some uh, nominations for at, like the Game Awards and some other awards for this game. Uh, basically, you're tr- I think you're trying to investigate what happens uh, to this o- ship or whatever, or um, the people on the ship or something. That was my understanding of this game.
1: Yeah, I think it from what I understand is that it just kind of disappeared for several years. And then now all of a sudden it just kind of pops up in port and mm-hmm. then it's kind of your job to investigate what happened to the people that were aboard the ship when it disappeared.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So looks interesting. I've always, you know, with it being so well received last year, I was like, Oh, that I, whenever a game gets nines or tens and stuff like that, you always want to, you're intrigued to check them out. But with it only being on PC, I was limited. So now, they're they're continuing that trend of those games that are originally only like PC exclusives, and they when they come over to consoles, they're choosing Nintendo Switch. So that's that's a really big win for Switch, I think. Mhm. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, we got Little Town Hero, which was formerly called uh, Town, and this is the game from uh, Game Freak, the people behind Pokemon, and This game, I believe we first saw it at E3 2018, I want to say, maybe 20, yeah, I would say 2018, I think sounds about right. And then from there, I think we maybe got one extra look at, at it like through another direct at some point, but really don't, didn't know too much about this game besides the fact that it was a new IP from Game Freak. So um, yeah, it looks like a, you know, another RPG style game. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I've kind of been on the fence about it. Yeah, same here. I'm a big Pokemon fan, and so I'm sure this game probably, you know, executes the that style of RPG, but I don't know. Like, it just has this kind of, with it coming, It's so it's coming out on October 16th, 2019, which is like, you know, basically a month away now. And so from a game that we had basically know nothing about, only saw a couple looks at it, and all of a sudden it's like, here's a trailer, here's a release date, it's coming. I mean, that's great that we're getting it so soon, but it's like, yeah, I, I just don't know how, I haven't seen it enough to kind of formulate a, a strong enough opinion on it. So Yeah,
1: same for me. Yeah. yeah Jerry's still out on that one. Um, I mean if it weren't for game freak developing it i don't know Probably. that i'd give it a yeah. second glance so yeah. i think their their name being attached to it gives it some extra cachet yeah. but um, yeah i'll just i don't know it's one of those things i'm just going to have to wait and, and see more on yeah
0: um moving on uh challenger pack 3 dropped the day of the nintendo direct and obviously that included Banjo coming to Smash, so we obviously got the announcement at E3, and now he's out. He's he's playable. Um, I have yet to actually. I'm terrible. I played so much Smash. I was gonna get the the fighter like DLC pack, like season pass or whatever you want to call it, and I never did. So I have yet to to check out Joker or uh, like the Dragon Quest hero and now Banjo. But now that there's three, I kind of was waiting for. Uh, at least two or three of them to be out before I jumped on it, but does this uh, do anything for you, Banjo finally coming into Smash?
1: Not particularly yeah um, I to be honest I, and I love the Smash series, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I really haven't played a ton of Smash following its release yeah, uh, either. last year I did get the uh, I did get the Fighter Pack, and I did play with Joker for a little bit, who um, as much as I love the style and I love the stage and the music and all that. Um, the, the character itself kind of fell flat for me. Mm. Um, I just... And it could just be that I that I suck with him. Uh, it's entirely possible, but um, I just felt like there was better fighters to choose from. Sure, yeah. Um, which is interesting, because when I, all the DLC fighters that came out for uh, Smash 4 on the Wii U, it seemed like every time they brought out a new character was, like, more OP and more OP and more OP. Sure, yeah. And it's it seemed like if you weren't playing an expansion character then like you're really really limiting yourself mm-hmm. so I mean I guess at least that's not the case here where they are keeping that parody and it's like yeah Joker's super cool but um, you know he's not going to come out and he's not going to be like totally OP yeah um, yeah. I haven't played with the hero from Dragon Quest yet I haven't played with Banjo yet I have the past so they're all there when I finally do get around do to it do want to jump in yeah um, but because it, it, it's kind of one of those things I, I really only play with Friends, mm-hmm, Exactly. Um, and you kind of have to have friends to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, story of <laughs> <in> my life. <laughs> it's, You know, it's you know only so often because everyone has their, you know, they have families, they got jobs and all that. So yeah. it can be tough to get everyone together for a big smash party. But um, so I figure it's one of those things when that does happen, at least I have the characters available. So,
0: yeah. And I'm totally in the same boat. Like whenever I think the last time I played it was because I had people over Uh, who are, you know, interested in the game. Like, Smash isn't the easiest game for, like, complete noobs to pick up, right? Like, it does take some learning of how the characters are because each character... Characters are different. And obviously, it's not fun to just come in and then... Not saying that I'm amazing at this game. I'm pretty mediocre. But for someone who, like, pretty much has figured out a lot of the characters or know my mains and stuff. And so, yeah, like, even when you... Have that opportunity, you know. Sometimes it's easier, like let's just put on Mario Kart or Mario Party to play with a group of friends. So, um, yeah, unless you're have a, a a group of friends that are really com- committed to continuously playing, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of tough. It's definitely a multiplayer focused game. So, mm-hmm. uh, Terry from Fatal Fury, which was uh, basically it wasn't leaked. Uh, they knew there was something coming from SNK. Prior to the direct happening, a lot of people predicted it was going to be Terry. I had to admit, like I know absolutely nothing about SNK <laughs> or Fatal Fury, so I can't really talk too much about this. But I their announcement trailer for him coming to the game was really hype in my opinion. Like it was
1: it was really cool.
0: Yeah, like this sixteen bit um, you know trailer of all these characters, and I was watching the kind of funny watch along, um, which I kind of regret doing a little bit. They talked a lot. Uh, Sometimes I don't. I kind (laughs) of wish I wouldn't have watched it that way because sometimes they talk over things or whatever. But it's fun to get the live commentary. And uh, I think Tim made a joke of like because they they show all these characters from Fatal Fury, I'm assuming, and them trying to grab that invitation to Smash uh, and. It was just a funny joke of like, imagine all these people that see their fair, favorite character pop up and then all of a sudden it's like, Nope, they're not joining the game or whatever. It's like the biggest F you to fans of those characters.
1: Yeah, and I mean I don't know a lot about S N K, but I remember as a kid playing Fatal Fury and uh when I did, uh, Terry was kind of the the, the face of the face of, of the it, game. yeah. So it didn't really surprise me that he would be the one they bring in. So I mean, since then, you know, it's it's possible that there's a more unanimous favorite among fans of the game, mm-hmm. um, but I mean he was always the one that I pictured as like the main person, kind of like right like Ryu and yeah Street Fighter. Street Fighter exactly. That's kind of what Terry is for Fatal Fury. Gotcha least for what
0: I know anyway. Gotcha. Okay, that's kind of what I figured based on the fact that. So many people were like, "Oh, okay. If it's S and K, this is the most obvious choice to fit yeah. in with Smash Brothers." So,
1: and I will say, and this kind of bleeds into our next point here. I was I was underwhelmed by that announcement because mm-hmm. I, I thought Terry was great in Fatal Fury. He was my go-to guy. Again, much like Ryu is is most people's go-to in in Street Fighter when you play the old Street Fighter game. And yeah, um, so I was kind of bummed. I'm like, that's not really you know, especially when you have that Joker announcement from back of the Game Awards, and then it's like. Then you have, oh, okay, well, you know, Dragon Quest hero, big big whoop. Yeah. And then you have Banjo, which was pretty cool. You know, yeah. that was kind of back uh, a little bit more towards that that level of hype from Joker. Mm-hmm. And then now it's Terry, and it's like, oh, my God, now we only have one fighter left for yeah. them to, to announce, and that's it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when Smash first came out and they announced the pack, Sakurai was pretty much like, so here's the fighter pass. Don't expect a whole lot. Like these are the characters and that's kind of it sort of thing. Like setting the expectation that that's all for the DL- DLC fighters. Mm-hmm. He's like, we can only add so many. It takes a lot of time to do it. Yeah. So this is, you know, kind of getting everyone to temper expectations. But then they announced that more DLC fighters are coming. Um, and I thought that was awesome. So yeah. it's like, okay, this wasn't the greatest announcement, but at least we know there's more than just one more. Mm-hmm. Cause you'd have to think that last one has to be something real big. But now, even if it's not, at least we know that there's more on the way. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, totally.
0: I I felt the same way of, like I I knew Persona is such a huge franchise, and Joker coming was a really big deal that was uh, it got a lot of people hyped. And I know Banjo to a, a, maybe a little lesser of an extent, or speaking to a different kind of audience. And then yeah, with with you know Dragon Quest Hero, whatever his name is, and um. I think it's just called the hero or something mm-hmm, like that yeah. and then <laughs> terry it's like you you really hope that last one's going to be big but even if it's not the fact that they're like hey we're, we're doing this and then they're like we're still going to do another one it's like it's crazy the roster just continues to grow mm-hmm. you do have to give uh some mad credit to them because they are continuously adding not just characters to the game but they're adding like updates and they're bringing in modes that were maybe excluded at launch that yeah. were on other titles. And now they're, they're updating the game and bringing them into the game and stuff. So I, from my understanding, they had like own, I almost a second direct after this. I didn't watch it, but they talked about banjo and smash and uh, not only just how he performs and his moves and the the stages that come with him, but they also included a whole bunch of more updates. So it's like, man, we're almost at that year point and like it's almost like smash brothers is now like a games of service, right? They're just continuously adding new seasons of content and stuff. So should be interesting. I'm excited. I'm very eager to see who the last one turns out to be. Of course, there's still so many rumors circulating around there of who could it, could it be and stuff. Um, but I, I do think they're going to end it off with someone uh, like to the same kind of level as Joker probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Terry, he's available uh, in November, so that's when he's coming. Uh, we got another trailer on uh, Zelda Link- Link's Awakening, and uh, yeah, this game's coming out. And we're gonna, I'm I'm gonna spoiler. I'm gonna talk about Zelda a little bit more when we talk about our anticipated games. But we got another trailer. They showed off that chamber, like create your own dungeon kind of mode. Which is really really cool. I think that's something that a lot of people are kind of glossing over, um, and not like when you look at that, like that's pretty incredible that you can. Mm-hmm. It's almost like super Zelda Maker <laughs> inside the game, right? Like uh, rather than making a Mario course or something like that, it's like, okay, how can we translate that to Zelda? And one of the ways is by creating dungeons and stuff. So that'd be that's a really cool feature. That I'm really excited to, to see how that works and everything
1: yeah i agree i think it's a really nice addition that's going to add some additional replay value to the game
0: mm-hmm. next one the moment you guys all been waiting for we got another look at dragon quest 11 <laughs> the goddamn theme song pops up again <laughs> you're just like all right we've been hearing this for like a solid year now uh, I mean it, it's 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 cool I get that there the like the marketing around Dragon Quest uh, coming to Switch and everything like that has been huge um leading up to hear, like hearing that he was coming to Smash um but I get it like the game's coming out on September 27th so they want to get that but anyways we got another trailer for Dragon Quest it's nothing yeah. real
1: and let's not forget that this was I think the very first game announced for Switch back when they were still calling it NX. Yeah, and it's finally coming out. Come, so this game yeah. has been talked to death. Yeah, for years. Totally. And it's like to bring it up <laughs> and get into trailers. Just shut up. Just yeah. stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It almost like I when it finally was announced, I'm like, oh great, because like I wanted to get Dragon Quest Eleven. And but I'm like, oh, it's only on PS4. I bet you if I wait long enough, I'll eventually come to Switch. And I'm like, oh, great, it's coming to Switch. But now it's like, I don't even know if I want to play it anymore because they're just shoving it down our throats. But so I will
1: say, at least they they put out a demo for it, mm-hmm. and progress from the demo carries over yes. to the main game. So at least they did have that as like a, a value add to their message yeah. for this game. So but it's kind of like I mentioned, I think, in our last podcast, like with Borderlands 3. I just feel like that game is being so talked to death that oh gosh, I'm not even yeah. interested in it anymore. Yeah. And uh, Dragon Quest XI has has reached that point for me totally. as well with yeah. the Switch, the, Switch
0: <laughs> uh, the next announcement was uh, a cool one. Another Wii U port coming to Switch. And that is Tokyo Mirage Mirage Sessions. I just put in basically Fire Emblem Tokyo. Now, you do you know more about that? you probably maybe know a little more about this. This is kind uh, of no, not really no? other than
1: it's it's uh, like take kind of like Persona fighting system but mm-hmm. instead of like the general like Personas, you have Fire Emblem characters that yeah. suppose like I guess are the per- like uh, the, the Personas instead of, you know, the, the typical monsters that you yeah. get. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Basically, just looks like a mashup between Fire Emblem and Persona. That kind of mm-hmm. mixing those ty- kind of two worlds together, I guess. It um, has
1: a pretty intense cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's it's one of those things that it's good that it's no longer locked to the Wii U. Yeah, that nobody has.
0: Totally. Uh this was kind of an interesting one. So we got a look at Deadly Premonition 2, which is coming out, it's just set for 2020, and that's gonna be, from my understanding, a Switch exclusive. Uh, it's the sequel to Deadly Premonition, which is also coming to Switch. It was originally released for last gen consoles, I think, PS3 and Xbox 360. Um as a horror a big horror game fan, this is the one game that I actually don't really know too much about. From my understanding, it's kind of like an open world game. It's uh kind of janky, kind of uh it's a it's a cult classic, a game that didn't necessarily perform very well, but had uh a lot of, like a quite a big fan fan base. Um I was doing a little bit of research behind it because I'm like, well, Halloween's coming up. I'd like a, a horror game to play um, on my mm-hmm. Switch. And yeah, it was a game that like received really high scores and really low scores so it's like really controversial (laughs) on whether it's an amazing game or just complete trash so uh yeah even if you watch check it out for yourself it's clearly a game that i think has a very odd appeal to it you kind of like it for its weirdness and it's kind of overall jankiness i guess but um yeah, and that one game dropped the Deadly Premonition, I think it's called Deadly Premonition Origins, and that dropped the Day of the Direct. So. Divinity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition dropped uh, as well the Day of the Direct. So another game that was shadow dropped. Uh, you checked this game out, didn't you? A uh, little bit.
1: Um, I picked it up, but I didn't get very far into it i mm-hmm. think i'm still even in the, the tutorial area um but it's it's kind of like that classic like Baldur's gate style mm-hmm. game um has the uh the ability for co-op which is really nice um really highly regarded game mm-hmm. people anyone that's played it loves it um you know it's known for having a great story to it so um I, I kind of got wrapped up in playing other things. So I haven't gotten too yeah. far into it yet. So. Fair enough. But even just like the character creation portion of it, like I probably, I, I feel like I spent like an hour on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. it's just, like, what do I want to make? Yeah. Like there's so many things into it. I have a feeling it's going to overwhelm me like mechanic wise, mm-hmm. just because there's so many things you're going to be able to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That I like these types of games, but yeah, with when systems, are so big like that there's so many things to do or so many layers to them i sometimes get a little overwhelmed with these kinds of games Mm -hmm. um sometimes you because you have to be in a certain kind of mood to to play that it's not like you're just casually dropping into a a, you know a mindless game for an hour exactly you have to think about things and stuff so Mm -hmm. from my understanding it's a really it's like the best translation of like dungeons and dragons in video game form Mm -hmm. yep so i'm actually like my uh girlfriend Megan she is really big into Dungeons and Dragons uh, she actually is part of like the dun- D&D club at her high school that she teaches at uh, she just like was interested in it joined and now she like is all about D&D nice. and she played uh, Neverwinter because before she actually played D&D but I was like hey you realize Neverwinter is set in like the D&D universe you should go back and play that and she's like oh yeah totally so she went back and played that so I should probably Uh, I think I've mentioned this game to her before, but I bet you if I bring it up and show it to her, she'd probably be like, oh my gosh, this is is incredible. Um, So I might get wrapped up into playing it with her, at least (laughs) watching her play it, so we'll see. Uh, Another really odd announcement. Doom 64 was announced for coming to Nintendo Switch on November 22nd, 2019, which I believe is the release date of Doom Eternal or... Uh, pretty pretty close to to that i think um so yeah really interesting choice uh kind of on on trend because we got doom one two and three came to the switch uh just i don't know around e3 time i think and yeah i mean this is cool i've never played doom 64 it's one of the only doom games i've never played before so yeah, I don't. I like. I might pick it up, but uh, it looks very. It looks just like uh, a higher res version and more colorful version of like the the earlier Doom games. Yeah. It doesn't look mm-hmm. too much different. But at any rate, it's kind of cool that we're getting a you know obviously Nintendo exclusive that was on the 64 coming to. I don't know if it's exclusive to the Switch. I think it is, but anyways, that's kind of neat. Um, yeah. And then Rogue Company 2020. Now, if I'm being completely honest, I have no idea what this... I just probably typed in a title. I don't even know what this game is.
1: I don't remember what that is at all. Huh? <laughs> I'm just going to
0: type it in real quick to see if I can refresh my memory. Um, That's the thing. Is like There's some things coming in so quickly that... Let's see here. Yeah, it's basically like a third-person action shooter. Yeah, look it up for yourself, I guess, if you're interested in it, but I don't know. Um, Moving on, Pokemon Sword and Shield. um, Got another look at it. Nothing major. um, Just, I think this was a trailer that kind of flush out more of things you can do in the world. Uh, So we got four features that are coming to the game. So the first one is customizing your look. Now this sounds very simple um, in just saying that, but uh, traditionally Pokemon games, they started off, obviously you would just be uh, a male and then you could go to male or, or female. And then as they went into, I think it was around Pokemon X and Y, you could start changing your clothes of your, your character. But this one looks like a full fledged, like you can change the faces, you can add, uh, you can wear like makeup, you can do all sorts of things. So it looks like a pretty, like for Pokemon, at least uh, an in-depth character creator customizer so very interesting uh pokemon camp so you can set up camps in the the open world and um play with your pokemon improve your relationships with them improve their skills kind of train them and stuff very just a different skin of something that's always been in pokemon games um (laughs) this was a thing you can make curry on rice so (laughs) they have a i i am a little i do kind of like this because with games like you know final fantasy 15 um i love like b or even zelda breath of the wild like cooking meals and stuff is kind of Mm -hmm. a fun thing to do in games yeah so they're adding a a kind of their version of that um it's focused on curry uh because curry is actually quite popular in the united kingdom in that area of europe um with lots of um people from who have immigrated there from india and such so that's really cool and then we got a couple new pokemon there is the Poltegeist and this other one that i didn't write the name down um it's kind of like a bird um yeah so again another look at pokemon pokemon's coming out november 15th uh yeah now let's get to the the big, the big one that I'm sure you'll have lots to talk about. Uh, so this one, it was cool. They kind of almost like teased it earlier in the direct when they were talking about Terry from Fatal Fury because in that trailer, they show like going back in time and then they show the Super NES and then they kind of move to the side and show like the Neo Geo or whatever mm-hmm. console. Uh, and so when they start that, it almost looks like, oh, we're going all the way back. And then it's like, here's the Super Nintendo, and you're like, oh, they're going to be announced, and then end up being a DLC <laughs> thing. But I'm like, no, they. I, I had a feeling that they were going to, to announce it later on in the Direct, and they did. So Super Nintendo Entertainment System uh, is available to Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. It's basically the same as the NES library, but from the get-go, we got 20 games uh, available to play, and that came out uh, the day after the Direct, September 5th. So... You've had a chance to, to check out quite a few of the games. What's, uh, what do you think of this?
1: I think it's awesome. Uh, as, soon as, as soon as dude came on the screen and, and said Nintendo Switch Online, I'm like, here it comes. This yeah. is it. Yeah. And, um, and they showed all the games. And I'm like, OK, well, how many of them are we going to get to start? You know. Mm-hmm. And here they gave us all of them. Yeah. There's like 20 games there. I'm like, this is awesome. And then they said, oh, it comes out tomorrow. And I'm like, damn it. Damn I you know, right? Of, of all the things they were dropping today, it's yeah. like, why couldn't this be the one? And then it ended up being pretty late the following day. It was um, 7 p.m. Even, yeah. here Eastern Eastern time. Mm-hmm. And so it was a long wait that day. But um, it's a really great lineup. They have they have a couple duds in there. But for the most part, it's, uh, uh, it's a lot of what you can get on the SNES Classic. So if you missed out on getting one of those um, – a lot of the games are on here: Super Mario World, Super Metroid, uh, Link to the Past, um, including some some deeper cuts that maybe people didn't try that are pretty good, like um, uh, Demon's Crest mm-hmm. is is a pretty decent game. It's kind of like a kind of Metroidvania ish, um, where it involves a lot of you know getting uh, abilities and stuff, exploration, things like that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple racing games on there, Super Mario Kart, uh, Stunt Race FX, uh, a couple sports games. So there's there's a lot to choose from. Um, now I know Nintendo since came out and said there's not going to be a regular cadence for Super Nintendo games like they did with the NES, but right. there's still going to be more to come out. So I'm hoping you know we're going to get some some more great titles. Um, Super Mario RPG would be one. Um, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy yes, VI, yeah. yes, um, all would be really great titles to have on there. So hopefully they they do still, you know, of all the all the Super Nintendo games, I would think that there's still a pretty decent back catalog that they'd be able to to choose from.
0: Yeah, I think because like you look at it and they, the the best ones are are on there, right? Obviously, um, there's still some good ones. The ones you mentioned, I think, are probably a, the top of the list of what games people want. Whether They come right away, or they come later on. It's hard to say, but um, because obviously a couple of those are square properties. But yeah, I mean, a solid library. Uh, It's great having all the games at once, because you know we with the NES online, we we got a decent bunch of games right off the bat. But um, obviously, there were still some things that were missing that eventually came within the next year um with with but the monthly release it's a little bit of a bummer but you know with it not having necessarily as big of a library as the nes or whatever um it kind of makes sense do you think they will release like they're done with the nes do you think they they're, they're gonna wrap on releasing any games for for that platform
1: uh i don't know that they're necessarily done i could see whatever library they're they're planning on releasing for super nintendo i could almost see it being like you know maybe one nes game and one snes game per month mm-hmm. can maybe see it being something kind of like that or um with the nes games they had those um like those enhanced versions or whatever where where you know you might start a right. game like legend of zelda too yeah. like you can start the game with like um you know the all full power stats ups. and yeah. everything, yeah. yeah. So it, you know, we might see things like that get added in there as well to kind of pad things out some.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, they'll probably do that for um, the a bunch of games and stuff, um, as, and use that as kind of like additions to the, the thing when they're waiting for some games to get on there and stuff. So I'm really, I really hope they bring Chrono Trigger. Uh, that's a game that I. Yeah really want to play but i just have not had the opportunity to play it yet um and it's one of the you know it's, it's a super famous rpg game and mm-hmm. a series that i think is really important to, to video game history And i want to experience it for myself so i'm really hoping that game comes out uh i think it will because a lot of people you know that, that that was a system seller i think of a game like it, it's a big enough title that they would they should really try to hopefully get that game on there but
1: It would be a really big sign of like um, fan service from Nintendo if they Mm -hmm. if they were able to work with Square to get that game on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, for myself, I have only dabbled in like a handful of the games. Uh, I haven't put as much time into them as I've hoped, just because I've been busy as as usual. And uh, but I, I am gonna hopefully try and get through as much of. Link to the Past before, uh, Link's Awakening comes out next week, just kind of get me in that Zelda mood and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I play, I started Breath of Fire, which I knew I didn't even heard of, um, before (laughs) this game. And I, I saw it was an RPG, started playing it and Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's considered good or not, but I, I, from what I've played, I've probably put like an hour ish into it. I'm like, this seems like a a game. It seems like it's going to be really long and, Full of lots of things to do, but uh, yeah, it's cool that like that they have that on there. So um, it's a
1: it, it's a bit on the difficult side, I think. Yeah, um, I will say I, I think this is a good sign that we'll see Breath of Fire two on come to SNES um, for Nintendo Online, yeah. and Breath of Fire two was was in my opinion a game. lot better. Yeah. just right from the get go. Like I think it's a lot more engaging for. Uh, the user, um, the difficulty takes a little bit longer to ramp up um, where I feel like in in the first one, it can ramp up pretty quickly. Um, so I think it makes it a little bit more accessible. And I think and again, just from what I played so far, the story in the second one was was, you know, better from the start. <clears throat> so I think the original Breath of Fire is a good, you know, starting on point. I actually, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've put maybe a couple hours into it so far uh, gotten through, you know, several boss fights already, a couple dungeons and, uh, it's a good game, but I just keep thinking in the back of my mind, I wish I was playing breath of fire too. And yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, uh, I look forward to, you know, them bringing that out or, you know, if they had, um, do kind of like one of those enhanced things where they put out breath of fire and they, they start you off with enhanced stats or something, sure, yeah. something to help you get through that, that early stage of the game a yeah. little bit easier. Um, that could maybe make it a little bit more accessible and have people, you know, a little bit easier time to play through and enjoy the story.
0: Right, yeah. In addition to the games, we got a controller, just like we did with the NES, although these ones do not slide on to your Switch like a Joy-Con, obviously because there are shoulder buttons. Um, it's a Bluetooth controller. Uh, wouldn't, like, the... 8BitDo controllers have uh, really grown in popularity over the last year. They've released a couple pro versions of their mm-hmm. controller. And so I, this wasn't as exciting to me because it's like, well, I've kind of been able to buy like a third party version right. of that. That's quite good from my understanding. Um, but I mean, that's cool that it's like it's a Bluetooth controller and everything like that. Um yeah, it, I can't remember how much the cost of it is, but I believe it's the same as uh, NES. If it I being think ex- it's
1: 29 US. That sounds about right, which is
0: a pretty decent price. Um, but, of course, it's exclusive to Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Hmm. So you have to be subscribed to the platform. You can't just buy it. And then I think they're limiting them, like they did the NES controllers, of how many you can purchase from your online account. So they limit how many you can have household i think so for collectors out there like obviously they want to get their hands on that but uh moving on tetris 99 2.0 update so um they got some paid dlc coming um a couple different game modes and everything uh they also announced a physical copy which sounds weird because like well the game's free why would they give a physical copy but i think that it's trying to sell the nintendo switch online um subscription yeah, I think
1: it comes with I think it comes uh, it comes with Nintendo uh, subscription online yeah. and it comes with the DLCs DLC. already. Yeah. So the, the it's basically it, just like paying for getting DLCs and the uh, the service all the way. I think it I wanna say it's like two months of the service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think for what they're selling it for, I think that's cheaper than if you were to pay everything out, out individually. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. That works. And I mean coming up to Christmas, if you're getting like a Christmas present or getting a switch or whatever, that could be like a, because they're going to need a, on they're probably going to want an online subscription. So you can kind of throw that in as like an add on to uh, a present or whatever. I'm, I'm sure that's, you know, what they'll try to push. But uh, I got another look at Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. This game is kind of intriguing to me, if I'm being honest, like, I could care less when it was announced, because it's like, okay, great. Another mario and sonic olympic game and which have kind of been mediocre i think since they first started coming out and this one looks actually quite like quite detailed there's a lot of different sports you can play and then they've also included like the like the 2d mode where your characters are in 2d and it almost like looks like a completely different game um and that that's included in it so i'm it sucks because it's coming out in November and, you know, Olympic games, summer games aren't until next summer. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of a weird time for it, but traditionally these games generally come out like almost a year before the Olympics come out. So, um, I'll probably wait for it to, to hit like a sale price or something and hopefully pick it up. Cause I, I it looks like a fun game to like play with, you know, like a party game, you know? Um... We got Damon X Machina demo uh, is available right now, and that game's coming September 13th, which is at the time this recording, like, three three days mm-hmm. away. So, uh, wow, that game's coming quick. <laughs> uh, this is a very interesting one. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast is coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, I don't have... I didn't include a release date. I don't know if there is a release date or when, when it's coming, but obviously an old school Star Wars game from back in the day. Um, I didn't ever really play any of the older Star Wars games. Because um, I, I actually really, I was into Star Wars when I was a kid. And then kind of grew out of it. And then as I kind of got older, I kind of got back into the Star Wars franchise. So I, um, there's a big blind gap for me when it comes to early Star Wars games. But
1: Yeah, yeah me too. Uh,
0: and then... This was kind of like the, the highlight reel, I guess, where they sh- showed a bunch of things really quickly. So mm-hmm. I apologize if I don't have the release dates. But uh, they showed off Witcher 3, which we already knew. It's coming October 15th, and it's including all the DLC. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is coming to Nintendo Switch, which is really cool. We obviously had some other earlier Assassin's Creed games coming to the console and I actually saw a physical copy a couple days after the Direct that included Black Flag, as well as... There was another one that just released on the Switch not too long ago. I can't remember, but there's two, like a bundle of Assassin's Creed game coming that you can get, which is kind of cool. Um, Dauntless, which is that, you know, uh, Epic... It's, it's made by Epic, isn't it? Or published by Epic? Uh, yes, published. Published probably. by Epic. It's like... Uh, free-to-play monster hunter type game um we've talked about it on the show before
1: yeah it's it's good yeah like you said we talked about it yeah basically monster hunter lights um barely any story to it so if story's not your thing you just want to fight monsters super easy to uh to get in and, and fight stuff
0: yeah so that's coming in 2019 no set release date uh just dance november 5th grid autosport september 19th uh Farming Simulator 2020, December 3rd. Uh Cooney no Kuni, the, the first one, which I believe is releasing the same... I know it's the same day as Link's Awakening, so sept- September 20th, I believe, is the release date for that. Uh, NBA 2K20 is coming, uh, if not already out. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, October 8th. Outer Worlds, coming soon. Devil May Cry 2, September 19th. Uh, Vampire or vampire I don't know how it's pronounced October 29th uh, interesting game, Megan played that game uh, actually in its entirety, she put like 60 hours into it it's so weird, sometimes I'll just because she's always into like fantasy type things she's really big into Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter mm-hmm. any of that stuff and so if, if there's a game, or vampires or whatever, I'll just be like hey check this game out if it's on Game Pass and sometimes she'll just be sucked in, so that was one that <laughs> uh, was kind of fun to watch uh, and then a couple more things here, we got uh, Animal Crossing, big trailer of the game. Um, we got a, a bigger look at the island, some of the things you can do on the island. Um, you, have, you can have a cell phone called the Nook Phone. Um, different crafting abilities, uh, being able to use a, your resources to craft new items that can then turn into new tools or whatever, and go get new items with those, very basic crafting elements but just in, in into the the animal crossing world and stuff so uh it's still set for march 20th 2020 and i know you're you're pretty excited for this game obviously
1: i'm very excited for it um uh, the information that they showed during this this clip which i think kind of compared to the rest of the direct it felt really slow and i, feel I like agree it didn't yeah. need to be there Uh, But it was basically information that they covered during the Nintendo Treehouse after their E3 presentation. Um, So if if you had already watched through some of that, this is really nothing new. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then to end off the show, or the direct, I guess, uh, they showed Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which was coming 2020. That game was on the Wii, I believe. And yes. we got Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on Wii U and Switch. And, and they
1: did do a... Um, they released a port of Xenoblade Chronicles on the new 3DS as well.
0: Right, yeah, that's right. That game you needed the, the new 3DS in order to play it. It was mm-hmm. one of the few games on the 3DS that uh, required that new version. Um, yeah, kind of an interesting choice to kind of end the Direct off. Like, obviously... a uh, pretty big announcement and everything like that i don't want to knock it but i'm not into the i don't know anything about xenoblade chronicles so i can't really vouch for it did you ever check out xenoblade chronicles
1: i played through the first one a little bit um i i've tried playing through a couple times and it seems like once i get to a certain point maybe not even maybe halfway ish i want to say um I just kind of lose interest sure. in it. I, I don't know what it is, but I just can't seem to finish that game now. I played through all of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I loved it. I thought that that game was awesome. Uh, I played through all of Xenoblade Chronicles X as well, um, which I love. That one's probably my favorite Xenoblade uh, Chronicles game that that's come out. So I was really hoping that maybe after that first Xenoblade Chronicles announcement, I was hoping that they were going to sneak Xenoblade Chronicles X out there as out well, there, yeah. or maybe like a compilation or That'd be cool. something, and they didn't an announce it, so that was kind of a bummer to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, again, as I've told you before, and I think a lot of the fans know that, that's why I'm glad you're on the show, because a lot of my blind spots you can kind of pick up for, because I, a lot of the JRPGs and stuff, I in the recent years, as I've said before, I'm just starting to kind of, Uh, have a big interest in them and wanting to to play them for them myself whereas maybe five six years ago I just wasn't really a big fan of that type of game and I when I got my switch Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was a game I'm like this is uh, a lot of people enjoyed it it was really well received from my understanding and but I was like well why would I want to play this one when I haven't played the first one and I always get like anxiety over (laughs) wanting to like play the games um Even if they don't necessarily connect, it's kind of, there's something still in me that's like, well, I'm missing out on so much great content in this franchise or so much backstory that even if there's only subtle references to it, I want to be included in those. So for me, it's like, okay, great. Now this game's available to me and I can play it if I want. Um, Will I? Probably not. Just because (laughs) by the time this game eventually gets a release date, I suspect we're gonna have all these other games you know there's so many other 2020 is already such a packed year it's like yeah. am i gonna have the time for this you know right so
1: yeah and um i don't think i don't really think there's anything that connects the first game to the second game i think of it kind of like the final fantasy series sure. okay really yeah. no aside from maybe little um references I guess, and... maybe sort of like Easter uh, references easter eggs that sort of thing yeah um but no major like story ties between the games
0: okay that's fair enough so yeah that was the nintendo direct presentation overall i think fairly solid like lots of great announcements obviously the snes games coming to nintendo switch online was the highlight for me a lot of other big announcements um that I didn't really expect to see that we got, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think it's pretty, pretty good way. I, I doubt that we're going to have any other present. Maybe an indie one, but, I mean, we're only four months away f- until the end of the year. So, probably the last one of the year, I would say, but.
1: I think there's, there's maybe a chance that we get one in November. Sure. Um, maybe just, you know, before Pokemon comes out, mm-hmm. they might yeah, have. Yeah, that's a good point you know, maybe like mostly Pokemon focused, but then maybe a few other things added in. Um, so I, I think it's possible maybe there's something in November, even if it's just Pokemon only, um, or maybe an indie one, like you said, but um, I, think, I, I think they've had Nintendo Directs in the past in November. Um, that's just kind of like general direct, but I think... Last year, I think they did one that was only Smash focus. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It it could be could be any number of things, but I think we'll we'll hear from them before the end of the year.
0: Yeah. So let's move on to our next topic here. Um, we're gonna go through our top five games that we're looking forward to um, that are releasing by the end of the year. Uh, so Adam, why don't you start us off with? Uh, if you want, we can kind of go. I don't know if you've ordered them in in like most anticipated or whatever, you can start with number five or whatever and then we'll just kinda of alternate, I guess.
1: You know, it's funny, I didn't I didn't list them in particular in any order, but as I look at them, it's pretty much in order. Oh, okay. In terms there we of go. Hype, so <laughs> <laughs> so I mean we could do that if if you want. We sure, yeah. Um
0: mine, mine weren't super in order. Like there's obviously a couple here that I'm more excited for, but uh, yeah, I can order them no problem, so
1: uh, so so one of mine is uh pokemon sword and shield i haven't decided which one i want yet probably mm-hmm. sword but yeah
0: i i'm i'm on the safe fence i don't know what i'm gonna get i basically usually choose whatever legendary looks cooler to me yeah and but this one they're so similar that you know it's it's kind of like i don't know there's something about like the Cause they're kind of like they look like wolves right and there's mm-hmm. something about like the one with like the sword that kind of just is interesting he to has me
1: sword he has like a sword in his mouth yeah
0: and then the
1: other one has its mane looks it's like, like a shield, shield.
0: yeah and yeah. to me the mane being a shield kind of looks cooler as a pokemon yeah. rather than like carrying a sword in its mouth it just seems kind of weird and impractical but um Yeah, I don't know. Like everyone, from my understanding, like everyone I've heard has picked is choosing sword, Uh, and so I I don't know. Maybe I'll be different and pick um, shield. But have so is this? Have you played? I can't remember. I feel like I've asked you this before. But have you played all the Pokemon entries before this one or
1: not all of them? I spent many many hours with Pokemon Red um, when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I kind of fell off it for a while, and then I came back with X and Y. Okay. And then I played uh, what was it, Ruby and Sapphire remakes? Yeah. Um, So I played that. I didn't beat that one. And then uh, Sun and Moon, I played a little bit, but I didn't finish. I didn't finish that. So. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, Pikachu and Eevee. I picked up the Pikachu version yeah. and again, did not finish that. <laughs> so it sounds like I have a pretty bad track record with Pokemon games, but yeah. I really like them yeah. and, um, this one looks really good. So
0: yeah, I kind of like when I was a kid, I definitely, I didn't complete a lot of the the Pokemon like games or whatever, like completely. Um, I've pretty much got all of the mainline Pokemon games except for Black and White and then Black and White Two. Um, other than that, I've, yeah, I basically have played them all, but to varying levels. Um, since the 3DS iterations have come out, I've beat I beat X and Y, I beat Omega Ruby, Sun and Moon didn't really do it for me. They they had changed like they had too many cutscenes and it just it seemed like a game that was they were they're going too far away from what I really liked about the Pokemon games, I guess. I know my friend Brian, who's like a crazy Pokemon fan, who really likes the Pokemon games. Uh, he he was also in the same boat as that. Um, but yeah, I got Pikachu as well. Really liked it. Thought it looked great on the Switch. This this game looks quite good, in my opinion. Looks good for a Pokemon game. Um, so I, I, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I highly suspect that we'll probably, when it comes out, we might even have to get brian on the show and all three of us just have a a whole episode devoted to talking to that about that game and what we think Mm -hmm. of it so um i'll just strike it off the list that that was on my list as well but i put that one at number three so um yeah uh why don't you go again since that one was on (laughs) mine too uh
1: so my next one is outer worlds um so the, the Obsidian, right? Yep. It's making this. Yeah. Uh, looks really good. Um, kind of that. I don't know, it kind of looks like a Borderlands crossed with Fallout. Um, I think it looks interesting. Those those who have played it, um, like, you know, in the media and stuff have had nothing but good things to say about it. So um, that's definitely what I'm hyped for.
0: Yeah, that one was number four five on my list i really like the the fallout games and i really liked new vegas for what i played of it um and this looks like basically just a different setting for fallout games almost right Mm -hmm. like it has the same look same kind of interactions with npcs and stuff i really like the the world and style of world that they're going for in this game it looks really interesting to me uh gives me vibes of of kind of bioshock in a way of just like that kind of weird like retro future if that makes sense um i mm-hmm. just like having a style of like the old advertisements from like the 50s and 60s yeah. but in a futuristic setting kind of thing so uh yeah the game's coming out on game pass day and date as well yep. so uh, which is super exciting yeah i mean i probably to be honest with you with it with where where is it here Outer Worlds comes out on October 25th and that's like we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare coming out Luigi's Mansion's kind of around there I'll probably still have Link's Awakening on the go and then into November we got a bunch of other games as well so it's like if it wasn't on Game Pass I probably would have missed it but because it's on Game Pass and it's free we'll, we'll just be able to jump right into it um on the day it launches. So, yeah, I'm really excited Mm -hmm. for that one as well. Um, I'll do the next one. Um, So Outer Worlds is number five for me. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield was number three. Or wait. Have I mixed this up? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's why. I accidentally did six. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Uh, Let's see if I can veto one of these. Um, The next one I'll, I'll say is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So very much into the Star Wars universe. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, it wasn't, I was big into it as a kid, like a, a bunch. And then as I kind of got into my teenage years, I kind of, well, cause there was no movies coming out. You kind of like didn't really necessarily feel a connection unless you were into the animated series, um, or some of the other, um, media out there. And, I, when we, they finally got onto this generation, we got the Battlefront games. I honestly, I, I like the Battlefront games as like games. I think they're really good. Um, mm-hmm. but they, I have a lot of critiques over them because of <laughs> things that, you know, like microtransactions or just yeah. having to unlock things, not having the first one, not having a campaign. And then the second one had a campaign, but there was all these other things I didn't like about it. So it's, this seems like a, a Star Wars game that, from what I've seen of it, looks like it's hitting all those notes and is taking what fans want um, and what fans have enjoyed in the past when it comes to Star Wars games and just elevating that to uh, a level for this generation. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. It's a great lead up towards, uh, you know, obviously the movie coming out in December and then in November, Disney Plus is kicking off. So we're going to have The Mandalorian. Yeah, this this game comes out November fifteenth, so it's gonna be like into November, December. There's gonna be lots of Star Wars, so I I'm, I really want to get this game right away, just so, so I can kind of get into it. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and that was that was my number three on my list actually. Oh, so, um, so yeah, looking real forward to it too. You pretty much hit the nail <laughs> on the head as far as why to be yeah, hyped for it. Exactly.
0: So. Yeah. It's, it's cool. When I remember when it first was shown off, I, I thought it was like, Oh, this looks like uncharted, but in like star Wars kind of, but then yeah. when they revealed that it was like more of like a Metroidvania and you can kind of explore the map. Yeah. It's not super that linear. Was super cool. I was like, Oh man, they just sold it even more to me. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm really excited. It's they they're building up this, this story as Canon and everything like that. Um, with some characters from the movies, um, like Forrest Whitaker, I can't remember his name in Rogue One, but I believe he's in this game and stuff. And, mm-hmm. so, and it's the fall of, like, the Jedi, right? So it's a very cool topic. They they, they, they picked a, a good point uh, in the timeline to, to do a Star Wars game, I think. Um, all right, let's hear your next one.
1: Uh, next one for me is Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, for Switch, right. coming out on Halloween. Yeah. Um, i just you know i i've always liked the you know that series so getting a new one i'm i'm super pumped for it. it looks real good so
0: yep yeah i like i said i i'm i'm on the fence of whether i'll pick it up right when it comes out or not it's hard to say my friend andrew who has been on the show uh for our resident evil episode earlier this year uh actually mentioned when i asked him what his favorite game is and luigi's mansion's up there as uh his favorite in the series i keep telling him like you need a switch because it's just a matter of time <laughs> before um all the luigi because i actually i can't remember are the other luigi mansion games coming to switch at all do we know that yet
1: not that i'm aware of yeah
0: um hopefully yeah uh, i
1: don't I, know that there's any plans at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, that would be really, really cool um, to kind of see. I know that it's not like it's... For me, I could just play Luigi's Mansion not having played the first or the second one because I'm sure there's not too many story elements in Luigi's Mansion that I need to worry about. But um, it would be cool having all of them on there. But as far as the Luigi Mansion games go, this one looks like the the best um, that they've done so far. So uh, for me, my next game is okay i had to veto one all right i vetoed that one okay uh next one is link's awakening so that's obviously coming out in like a week or so just over a week yeah. i'm and, I'm, yes. I'm excited for it i remember i i played it on uh my game boy back in the day it was like my second zelda game because i think i got it shortly after ocarina of time um and because i wanted a zelda game on on my game boy because i was really into pokemon picked that one up and i remember playing quite a bit of it and i over the years i kind of just forgot about that game it didn't leave as big of an impression on me and then when that game was announced i was just like oh my gosh i love this game as a kid i remember i spent so many hours into it it's getting that that remake it looks beautiful i already mentioned that dungeon creator is a really cool thing that i'm interested in Mm -hmm. so yeah it's gonna be like i'm buying it right when it comes out and i'm sure like again we're gonna have an episode probably devoted to talking about it so
1: yeah that was um that was actually the the top of my list was that one uh, links awakening remake um yeah just just like you said back on game boy like i played it back then and i just had a blast with Mm -hmm. it and everything i've seen with this one looks really great so um yeah i can't wait to get my hands on that next next week Mm -hmm.
0: super excited um how many do you have left i've lost count now that's it for me that's it for you okay so my last one then
1: you probably noticed there was a sizable entry missing from my list one that you're probably about to mention yes um
0: (laughs) this one obviously is no it's no surprise if anyone's listening to the show but i'm really excited for death stranding um which is coming out november 8th 2019 i have said it before like i'm just intrigued by this game the mystery that kind of surrounds it ever since it was announced back in 2016 i've just kind of been obsessed with reading on like the subred of theories people have come up with um, or connections that have been made to like previous Hideo Kojima games and Metal Gear games and like just the conversation that a lot of people just like have said that it's you know we don't know anything about it how can you be excited for it and i don't think it's necessarily that that people are excited for it's just like all the, the, the they don't they haven't seen the conversations that have been you know stirring in in the hideo kojima community and i'm not like super ingrained in it or anything but just seeing that and seeing all all of these things theories that people come up with just it gets you excited for the game right so um, as we kind of get more bits and pieces, that it seems like this this year obviously has been the year we've finally gotten a little bit more information. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm really excited to finally get it's my hands on it. I got a, the steel book edition, the special edition, which comes with some in-game items and stuff. Pre-ordered already. I'm gonna be taking some time off work just so I can <laughs> play that game, and I think it's gonna be like super amazing, or it's gonna be just. It's not going to be great. I think there's no real in between for this one. Um, I will probably just like it as a piece of art. Um, I, there's I, I really like um, video gamey games, like things that are very gamey. But I'm also a really big fan of games that are have more of a focus on like artistic direction and stuff. Um, games that could sometimes be considered as like walking simulators or those kinds of. T- narrative experiences or games that really establish a a interesting world and stuff and death stranding seems to be doing that and and so that's why i'm excited for it and long and short i guess so
1: yeah it looks interesting i um it's definitely on my radar but i just everything that they've shown i'm starting to get a more clear picture of it now but i think i just i still need to see some more Mm -hmm. um and with all the other games coming out like i just I don't think that it's high enough on my radar that like i have to get it right away especially if i'm gonna be um you know getting deep into pokemon exactly yeah so yeah that one might have to wait till maybe um maybe sometime into december maybe january if i pick it up yeah
0: for sure uh, I'll quickly add in here that uh, Tokyo Game Show is just around the corner and they've actually confirmed, Kojima Productions has confirmed that they're going to have a total of 80 minutes uh, of content on this game. I actually wrote an article earlier this week about that news piece and it they, basically on September 12th it's going to be 50 minutes I believe and then September 14th is... 30 minutes i think but they haven't really articulated what is being shown they just said the word content so we don't know if it's just people talking on a stage or if it's you know we're seeing gameplay are we seeing live gameplay are we seeing pre-rendered gameplay are we just seeing additional character trailers like we've seen in the past um there's a third day that they're going to be on the stage with um with the Japanese voice cast. Hideo is going to be I think a present for all three kind of showings at the show. But this is obviously the biggest look we've had at the game so far, uh, which makes sense the game's only a couple months away. Uh, so you would hope that they really start moving towards like marketing and showing off this game. We're probably going to start seeing more trailers pop up, you know, before YouTube videos and that kind of stuff making their way um, and So yeah, hopefully we get a little bit of clarity. There was a preview that we talked about uh, last show with Adam um, About the game and behind closed demo Oh uh, well, not a demo, but just a showing of it and my suspicion is that they're just going to take that or at least be that Expanded and show it uh, to the rest of the world and stuff. So um, Sounds from that preview and what the person said game sounds very simple uh, and metaphoric I guess as opposed to a game where you're doing lots of questing and lots of action and stuff so I don't think it, I think you're right it's not everybody's cup of tea and I can understand why people are kind of skeptical and on the fence of it so yeah so those are the top five games uh, that we're, we're, we're looking at I'm, I'm just overwhelmed already with how much <laughs> uh, is is coming um, there's, uh-huh. there's games that I ha- didn't even make it on the list I had Doom Eternal on there as well um mm-hmm. I'm probably going to pick up Call of Duty. Like, there's so many other games. It's going to be hard to make time for them all.
1: Right. I'm sure a lot of people probably have Borderlands Three on, yes, on their yeah. own list. of yeah. games they're looking forward to, and yeah, a lot of stuff that. So just so much that's coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost put um, was it the, the final Shovel Knight DLC that's coming yeah. out? I kind of wanted to put that on there, and it's like there's just too much. Like, this back <laughs> yeah. half of 2019 is just overloaded.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's quickly move into, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up the show here. Um, we Let's talk about what games we've been playing. I'm going to start us off uh, with my first game here. And uh, it's called The Black Widow. Now, this is a mobile game. It's also available on Steam. So Steam, iOS, as well as uh, Android. And basically, this game is kind of like an interactive story Type of game. It doesn't have a lot of mechanics to it. It's about um, Louisa Collins, who was a Australian who was convicted for uh, murdering her two husbands um, and was actually sentenced to death by hanging. It was a big controversial case um, because back in the day, uh, it was in the late eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds, and it was controversial because a lot of the evidence that led to this conviction of this female um, Louisa was circumstantial evidence um, just a lot of things that you, you know aren't aren't cut and dry but kind of lead people to the suspicion that she was responsible so there's a lot of people even to this day that debate over this um, thing because it was a big At the time that this was going on, there was the big push for women's rights and women's rights to vote. And so you have this female who's been convicted of these, like, murders and and possibly the first woman sentenced to death for a crime and stuff. So uh, the topic of the game is very interesting to me. In in terms of a historical stance basically the game is set up in a way where you have a kind of a picture of her and below it is kind of like a word board or more more like a Ouija board I guess and you basically type in different words and those can trigger unlocks to dialogue so uh, for example you can type in the word guilty and Um, if that is a correct word you'll see that there are dialogue options that pop up for that word guilty and so you can listen to the pieces of dialogue and so yeah as you kind of hear more of these dialogue you can hear little keywords that you can kind of think of typing in and then that will trigger more and more um, dialogue choices I will disclose that I don't think I've fully (laughs) experienced every single dialogue choice I've experienced enough to kind of get a general sense of um, the story, but she basically tells a lot of the things that she is saying are from letters or court documents. Um, And so, yeah, props to the developer Uh, is developed and published by Flux. They did a really good job at just compiling lots of historical documents and historical facts and, you know, curating it into a way um, that was just really well done. I like that it's being delivered by this person from like a first person. Uh, obviously she she can't um, she's she's long dead but she we can kind of hear what she was thinking going through through things uh, historical documents that they were able to find and stuff so um, I'll just give a quick rundown of basically the case for those who are interested. Um, so basically Louisa Collins um, was, Her and her husband, uh, Charles, were kind of tight for money. They had a large family, and they were taking in lodgers. uh, And one of the lodgers was Michael Collins, and he was actually a co-worker of uh, Louisa's husband, Charles. Now, Louisa had an affair with Michael, and Charles found out and kicked Michael out of the house or whatever. And then shortly after that, like within a couple months or something, uh, Charles actually died and the circumstances around his death were very mysterious um, on how he died. Again, I won't spoil anything for those who maybe want to check it out. Um, and then right after he died, she married Michael shortly after that. So there's kind of that suspicions like, okay, she had an affair, he found out, and so then she went and killed him, right? But a year that Louisa and Michael were together, eventually... Uh, Michael was actually murdered, uh, killed, and very similar circumstances and things, uh, the cause of death as to what Charles was. So obviously there's suspicion that she's just a a husband murderer and um, they ran trials. They actually ran four trials. Uh, On the fourth one, they finally got a conviction. But like I said, a lot of the evidence is very circumstantial, uh, meaning that, you know, it's it's probable or it's likely but it doesn't necessarily it's not like dna evidence or anything like that it's not a proven fact it's just something that you know would would lead most people to believe to make sense right um so yeah really interesting uh it was a polarizing case very uh controversial even to this day there's lots of if you just type in Louisa Collins, you'll get lots of information on Google. So uh, yeah, props to the developer on this game. Um, really cool. My criticisms of it though are the the game itself. It's more of just a uh, there's not a lot to it. Like I said, you're just typing in words and you're getting logs that you can kind of listen to. Uh, there's a lot of there's a, a menu on it. Uh, For help to kind of give you more of a tutorial on what to do when you first jump in the game It's a little unclear they kind of explain that that's how it's supposed to be played, but um, You know when you get stumped, and it's kind of hard there is some hints you can turn on to help you along the way But I just I felt like the the user interaction the UI wasn't um, Not Not as good as it could be I'll just say that so um, Really interesting game. I don't normally play mobile games, but uh, this one's very cool uh, so yeah, the Black Widow, available Steam, iOS, Android. Um, I think it's at like a dollar or something like that on uh, mobile, and then like five bucks or something like that on Steam. So if you're interested, I'll put links to all those storefronts in the show notes if you want to check it out for yourself. Um, yeah, so I did want to mention, before I turn over to you, Adam and Rude, Um I played a couple games that I did want to mention. I played Blair Witch. Um, which is a horror game, obviously in the Blair Witch universe. And that came out on Game Pass. It was a day and date we heard that it was uh, announced at E3. And I was like, sweet. I First of all, I actually really like the Blair Witch movie and I'm a really big horror fan. And so combined, uh, you know, horror video games with that, that IP, I was like, I'm totally on board. Played it. Um, I'd have to give it like a seven out of 10, I would say. It's, was really good had a strong start but uh, a lot of people were saying that the finish was really good i felt it dragged on way too long the last hour of it is just you're wandering around and there's spooky things happening and it just is kind of like nonsense and um it 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 overstays its welcome when it comes to trying to create a, a spooky environment and create tension for the player and stuff um but other than that, if you like horror games and are looking for something to play, lean up to Halloween. I highly recommend it. It's on Game Pass. It's only like a six, five to six hour game, so you can probably play it in a day. Um, so yeah, and there's... Seven out
1: of ten, that's that's not a bad score either. That's no, not at percent.
0: all. I, I did enjoy it. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad by any means, um, but as someone who really likes horror games, I'm a, I, I, I look for certain things to it, and like I said, that last little bit... Um, it's unfortunate. Everything else was so good, but that last bit for me just it just dragged on too much. So, uh lastly, I got one more game and I'll turn it over to you. Game Dev Tycoon. So this is actually uh a mobile game as well as on Steam and stuff, and I think it's it could be on Switch as well. I'm not entirely sure. Um have you heard of Game Dev Tycoon?
1: I have not, no.
0: So it's actually a game that came out I think like 2012 or something and it's just continuously gotten updates but basically it's a tycoon game where you start as a solo developer working in his his garage and it is like a parody of the real world so the NES is called the TES uh, the PlayStation is called the play system Um, but basically you start in the the golden age of video games when they're starting to rise in popularity and so you you can develop games you can uh, choose their Genre, um, what type of game, like the setting and everything like that. You can name them, what platforms you release it on, and then you can also research things. You can create game engines. Um, Yeah, it's like a tycoon game, but just think of it as you're a video game developer. And so eventually you grow from out of the garage into a place, uh, actual um, office space, and then you can hire on employees. And then E, the uh, their version of E3 is called G3. They just basically nice. make knockoffs of like <laughs> real world things, like the Nintendo Switch. When they that's what what's so cool to, is it was developed way before this generation of consoles. Um, but they include like uh, the next Xbox, the PlayStation Five, and then they call the Nintendo Switch Nintendo Swap or something like that. <laughs> um, nice. So very very cool. It's only like I want to say like five bucks. It's really great game to like play while you're just kind of out and about um so highly recommend that one and yeah that's that's those are the games i have more but we're running we're running long so i'll, I'll turn it over to you adam
1: mine's just uh super short and sweet here um just been playing uh, super nintendo on a nintendo switch online service um you know it has super metroid my favorite game of all time uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, one of my favorite Zeldas. We've got Super Mario World 1 and 2. These are all, like, consensus top video games of all time. Mm-hmm. And they're just in one spot, which is great. So, um, yeah, get on there. Play those games if you haven't already. If you have, it's always fun to play through them again. Totally. Um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past and Super Metroid, those are, like, I play those once a year, basically at least. Yeah. Um, maybe more depending on when I get into my, my speed running moods. But, um, I mean, I'm at the point now where I can, I can crank out super Metroid in like an hour and a half. So that's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and link to the past. I don't know all the speed running tech on it, but, um, I know enough of the game to move through it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I could probably knock that out in a couple hours too. So
0: that's awesome. I I'm excited to play both those games because, like I said, I I never owned a SNES, so those are games that I I'm excited to really really get into them. You know. So we're gonna end off the show with question of the week. Adam actually had to just take off, um, so we'll we'll go to last week's question, uh, which was, "What is your guys's?" Favorite villain from a video game. So we got a couple responses that I wanted to read out. I actually saw that Adam got some responses on uh, his post that was shared. So I'm going to read those responses. Uh, So Andrew Razonis says, I mean Ganondorf is probably the best choice. Um, Danny Miller says, uh, Sephiroth's. Final form, I believe that's how you pronounce that. Final form was a jerk in the final battle, especially if you coasted through the game and thought you were a badass. The battle clearly stated you weren't, and had to recalculate your team's skills and experience. Lol, at least for me. And then we got uh, another response from Matt Johnson, and he gave just a, a bunch of different uh, villains that he uh, he liked. So. Dr. Robotnik, Bowser, Ganon, of course, Joseph Seed from Far Cry 5, uh, The Flood from Hale, that's a great answer, uh, Makarov from Call of Duty World at War, and, or sorry, Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, um, yeah, so great responses, appreciate you guys reading in, uh, if you just as a reminder uh, for this week's question. So uh, this week's question is, what is the toughest boss fight you have ever played? So if you have a response, you can send those in to the email address, games are fun podcast at gmail.com, or you can post your answers over on Facebook or Twitter. Both uh, the question of the week is always posted on there, so you can just comment whatever your answer is. So again, what is the toughest boss fight you have ever played? Um, I'm actually going to, rather than giving my answer for this, I will share it on next week's episode with Adam uh, just so I can hear his answer as well. Um, So yeah, that's we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Share it with someone you know would enjoy it. Uh, If you have friends who like video games and podcasts, this is a great show for them. Uh, As a reminder, the show comes out every Tuesday ...on all the major podcast platforms. we got an interesting week coming up. Like I said, Tokyo Game Show is just around the corner. And uh, there's also some other things happening at the end of September. Uh, There's a Last of Us 2 event that's coming up, um, which I'm really excited for. Maybe we'll eventually... Eventually now will be the time that we get uh, a release date for the am Hopefully, fingers crossed. So yeah, we're, we're getting into that really busy season of video games as we kind of go into September here. So I look forward to, to all the news coming in the next couple episodes. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. See you later.